0: This is our sixth and final session on this unit. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all people. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And this is our focus in this last session. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Father, we want to be a people who live in the sweet experience of the peace of God, the peace which God achieves for us and is for us in Christ Jesus. Grant us, I pray, to understand what this is and the effects it has, and once more how we can have it in Jesus' name. Amen. The peace of God that is the peace that God gives, and he gives it vertically and he gives it horizontally. Here's Paul in Romans 5.1. Since we have been justified, declared righteous, accepted and forgiven in God's presence by faith, not because we earn it, but a free gift, we have peace with God. That is a peace that God himself achieved in Christ Jesus. He will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus because in Christ Jesus is where this peace has been achieved. Or a little later in Romans 5, verse 10, if while we were enemies, which we were, we were reconciled to God It's the the emergence of peace by the death of his son. So this is Christ. This is the great work of Christ that achieves our peace with God. Much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. And this passage is probably the most important passage in the Bible on the relationship between the vertical achievement of peace through Christ with God's enemies, namely us, and the effect it has on horizontal peace in the church. Now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So he's the great peacemaker, for he himself is our peace. So when you're in Christ, you're in God's peace, who has made us both one. Now, there's the horizontal dimension. He has made us both one, has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile, and by implication, other human beings in the body of Christ, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, which were hopeless to make peace, that he might create in himself one New man in place of two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body. So reconciled to God together. It's vertical and horizontal in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you who are far off, and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit. We both have access in one spirit to one Father. And so the vertical achievement of reconciliation produces the oneness at the horizontal level. So here, when he says the effect of our praying and requesting, and one of the requests is surely going to be here, would you please help us all, including uh, Euodia and Syntyche, back in uh, the first part of this chapter, who are at odds with each other, would you grant us your peace? One of the effects of that prayer is going to be the peace of God which he achieved through Christ vertically and horizontally, will, in Christ Jesus, be our portion. And now what will the effect of it be? It will go beyond human understanding. What does that mean? This peace that we enjoy, which is in Christ Jesus, which, by the way, perhaps I should mention this verse as well, which I neglected Jesus himself says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled. So this peace really is a heart trouble removing peace, neither let them be afraid. So fear goes, trouble goes, and it is left with Christ, and it is Christ's peace, which I take to be another dimension of when you're in Christ by faith, you have peace. Not just a peace, but the very peace of Christ, the peace he enjoys with his father, you now enjoy with the Father. This, as you can imagine, surpasses understanding. Let's let's translate it this way. What if we put the word thought here? It goes beyond thought, or let's try this it surpasses or goes beyond exceeds what thought can produce. I think that's getting at it. In other words, these requests here are ascending to help remove these anxieties. These anxieties exercise our mind, our thinking. And we try and we try and we try to think our way. I've got to figure this out. I've got to find a way that I can keep the terrible thing from happening that I'm worried about. And what Paul is saying is that if we let our requests with supplications and prayer and thanksgiving be made known to God, there is a kind of peace that exceeds what our anxious thoughts can achieve in removing anxieties. You see what I'm saying? The world has strategies of thinking, positive thinking, That gets rid of anxieties. Paul is saying there is a peace in Christ Jesus through faith in his word and promise that settles on you profoundly that you cannot account for because you have come up with all the right solutions mentally to your problem. It goes beyond Computation. So I'm trying to compute how I can fix these finances, trying to compute how I can fix this relationship, trying to compute how I can avoid this terrible problem tomorrow. And when you pray and let your request be made known to God, there is peace from God, which goes beyond what you can figure out, which is why when you're praying, you really are praying about, humanly speaking, impossibilities. You've hit a wall, right? There is no way forward. There is no solution to this marital problem. There's no solution. And God is God. And He has ways and He has understandings and He has possibilities that you cannot by by mind uh, use to get the peace you need. But God grants a peace and it goes beyond that because he does go beyond what humans can do. And the effect of it is then a guarding of our hearts and our minds. What does that mean? Guarding the heart, that is keeping something from happening in the heart, keeping something from happening in the mind that shouldn't be there. In the mind there are thoughts, in the heart there are feelings, and this Peace guards our hearts from feelings we shouldn't have, guards our minds from thoughts. And if you relate it back now to what we're really battling, we're battling anxiety, right? We're battling for gentleness. We're battling for joy. And so he's saying that when your, your requests by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving are made known to God, the Holy Spirit gives a peace That guards your hearts from anxieties, guards your hearts from the loss of joy, guards your hearts from hard and angry feelings that turn gentleness into mush or bitterness, guards our minds. You know, when, when you're an anxious person, the mind starts doing real numbers. I mean, it can lead to suicidal thoughts, right? And all kinds of thoughts, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal to solve my problem. I'm going to lie to solve my problem. All these thoughts come into the mind, and and the peace of God guards you from thoughts that you shouldn't have by way of solving your anxieties and feelings you shouldn't have, like anxiety, quarrelsomeness, and joylessness. So what a sweet and powerful thing it is when the peace of God comes through prayerful supplication with thanksgiving made known to our great God through Jesus Christ who is our peace.